amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome and welcome and welcome, everybody, to the program. It is Rob Zakari. This is the Rob Zakari Show. We are live. Yes, we are live right now. Now, if we had some music played, da 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 da, ba 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 ba. All right, so. Uh, real quick, that game last night, those of you who are listening to the show yesterday know that uh, uh, while we were broadcasting, the national championship game was on, and we were giving little highlights, little updates, and we ended right before uh, Clemson pulled it out with one second. So I have to say congratulations to Clemson. It was an amazing win. I lost. I did. I had Bama uh, minus the uh, six and a half. So I uh, I was a little upset about that, but it was a great game. And anytime you've got a great game, that's good. Yes, the loss stung, but it is what it is. Okay, a lot of things happening today. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Obama just delivered his uh, farewell concert. That's what I call it, a concert. Most of the time, uh, presidents deliver the farewell speech from the Oval Office. They do the whole... um, you know, signing off from the last time in the Oval Office. It's like a whole big ceremonial thing. This time Obama ends it in an arena. Funny. People criticize Trump for the rallies and the stadiums and doing things unconventional. And here's Obama finishing his presidency in a stadium. So that just got done. And if you tune into CNN, you can watch um, everyone, literally everyone. I think they have one person, this uh, former congressman, Jack Kingston, who's the uh, descending opinion. But everyone else is, man, they, they, they got to <laughs> they gotta, they gotta get Band-Aids for their knees because they were literally on their knees the entire time. Whether it was Bakari Sellers or Dana Bash, Ming. Oh, my God, it was the greatest speech in the world. Oh, my God, he's just so good. Oh, my God. 
such style. Man, <laughs> I never seen, never seen anybody um, fawn over a president. And I thought they fawned over Clinton. Oh man, Obama's gonna be the new Clinton. That's really, I think, what kills the Clintons the most. That's what I think kills the Clintons the most. Because remember, Bill Clinton would always come out and campaign for different people. And they would talk about how he's so popular. And rather you're a congressman or a governor, whoever. When Bill Clinton comes into town, he brings a very long coattail. The conventions, when Bill Clinton would speak, it was just, you know, epic. And <clears throat> now that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I got a Hillary there. Now that uh, Hillary's lost, now that Hillary's done, uh, the Clinton legacy is basically erased. Because now, anytime Democrats need a former president, it's Obama. Anytime a governor or a congressman or a senator needs a coattail, it's Obama. Now, Obama's coattails haven't been too good in the last eight years, considering Democrats have lost a record number of governorships and record number Senate seats and state Senate seats. But nonetheless, he will be trotted out two years from now. He'll be trotted out a year from now. He'll be the go-to former president, not Bill Clinton. So I think that, I mean, of course, Hillary losing is pretty big. That uh, definitely doesn't sit well with them. But I think the fact that Obama is the superstar, I think that kills him. Remember, when Obama was running, it was Bill Clinton that was telling Ted Kennedy, back in the day, this guy would be carrying our bags. Back in the day, this guy would be carrying our bags. So, Obama finishes off touting how awesome he did for the last eight years and all the great achievements, racism, and racial strife is not on a rise. Oh, no, contrary. It's better today than it has been in the last 20 or 30 years. I mean, just a lot of stuff he said is just trying to 
pound in everybody's head how great he did. 20 million people insured under Obamacare. That, of course, doesn't include the tens of millions of people who've had their premiums 10, 20, 30% get raised. Those people don't count. Those people don't count in the Obamacare argument. It's always, oh, look at the 20 million people who've had their insurance. You know, now look, look, they're uninsured. Now they're insured. They all got insurance. Look how great that is. Well, yeah, but what about people like me who needed insurance six months ago? Money in hand. And Blue Cross and Blue Shield said, ah, we can't take your money. Because of Obamacare, you can only buy insurance at certain times. It's like, what? What do you, that's a, so for the last six months, I haven't had insurance. My girlfriend hasn't had insurance. So all the tests and uh, different doctor appointments because she's pregnant I've had to go to have cost thousands of dollars. And it didn't have to. But because of Obamacare, I was not allowed to buy insurance when I needed insurance. I had to wait until there was open enrollment, even though I didn't qualify for Obamacare. I didn't qualify for subsidies. I did not qualify for government assistance. So Democrats never, ever talk about the millions of people that suffered because of Obamacare. In their mind, in the president's mind, hey – These 20 million people have insurance. They have affordable insurance. They have insurance that they wouldn't have had if there wasn't Obamacare. Yeah, but what about the 50 million people, 60 million people that have had their premiums raised or they were dropped from their insurance? Ah, Think about the 20 million that we help. Well, we live in a country where it's not supposed to be sacrifice the masses for a few. It's always been the other way around. You're supposed to sacrifice the few for the masses. Do you want one person to drown to save 20 or 20 people to drown to save one? So it was just Obama basically doing a greatest hits concert. It was. It was it was like watching U two or the Stones. And they're like, all right, let's just play the greatest. Let's just the best taglines. Some the best speeches. Yeah, it's new stuff, but it's just rehashed. From old material. It's kind of like when you hear a song from a band and you're like, 
wow, this sounds like that song they wrote 10 years ago. God, this record sounds very similar to that record. So that was Obama. Obama in the concert. Talking about how awesome he is. How awesome he did. (laughs) How great Michelle is. How great Joe Biden is. And the crowd was popping. Yeah! Woo! Rock on! Rock on! Talk about the Iran. Iran doesn't have the capability to get a nuclear weapon. <sighs> okay. But hey, you know what? He's got what? 10 days left? Is that what it is? 10 days left? Every president gets to have this last speech. I mean, we could sit here for two hours and talk about all the holes in his arguments, but, you know, we got bigger things to talk about. And, of course, (laughs) think about it. On Obama's biggest day, I mean, if you think about it, it's Obama's biggest day. The day he's inaugurated is, of course, huge. But then the final day that he speaks to the nation, where the networks cover it. That's the second biggest day. Or, could be... The biggest day. However you look at it, it was pretty effing big. And he had to share it with a fake news story that was pushed out by BuzzFeed and CNN. And I'm sure by now, You've all heard the story. Has been under Russian influence for eight years. And the Russians have video and audio. I mean, the story is so ludicrous. And the CNN and but well, I I get BuzzFeed cuz BuzzFeed's nothing more than a internet hack site. You know, it, it, it's a it's a liberal hack site. But CNN Jake Tapper, Carl Bernstein, Jim Shudo, Evan Perez. I mean, these guys are the staples of CNN. 
for them to run with a story that even BuzzFeed says allegations are unverified and the report contains errors. What? So, you're running a report. You're running a story, unverified, and contains errors, which CNN breaks into their Newsday operations with breaking news. Now, in our headline on Twitter and on Blog Talk and Spreaker, we put, is uh, this story, is this BuzzFeed fake news, CNN's version of the Dan Rather CBS treatment. Now, when they put that up, I looked at it and I went, oh, I get it. That's funny. I get it, guys. I was telling my staff. But then before we went on, I started thinking. And I started evaluating where we are as a society. Where we are as far as the media, where we are as far as Hollywood, where we are as far as news, and went, no, it's not. Now, those of you who don't remember what I'm talking about, back in the day, and it wasn't that long ago, but back in the day, these news organizations, for the most part, took themselves and what they did very seriously. Meaning, the stories were checked, fact-checked, you know, and should a story or controversy arise where it looked like one of their reporters, one of their journalists, did a hack job, did a partisan hack job. The situation was rectified. The person was fired. Remember Monica Crowley? Hell, that was just back in 2011, 2012. But the whole gotcha Mitt Romney quest, that whole dust-up resulted in Monica Crowley, or uh, Candy Crowley, my bad, getting fired. Now, back during the Bush era, Dan Rather and CBS did a story about George Bush basically being AOL for the Texas 
National Guard, the Air National Guard. He, he was basically a deserter, so to speak. And CBS and Dan Rather ran with this story. And they had documents and they had all of this stuff to back up the narrative that George Bush was a flunky, scared, baby, degen- I mean, you know, everything that comes with being a deserter. But here was the thing. The documents that CBS and Dan Rather used to push this story turned out to be fake. They were fugazis. It was all made up. Dan Rather says he was bamboozled. He was lied to. And ultimately, Dan Rather sued. He sued, and a judge dismissed his suit. Because deep down inside, the judge knew, just like everybody else knew, that Dan Rather knew it was BS. Dan Rather knew, or at least he suspected and a little more of an investigation a little more of doing some real journalism would have showed that the documents were fugazis but if they would have done that if Dan Rather would have done that they wouldn't have been able to run the story the whole point of running that story was to try to prevent George Bush from winning. So yeah, in the back of your mind, you know it's fake, but nobody's told you that it's fake, nor has somebody said that it's 100% real. And as long as you could say, hey, as far as I knew, this was real, then you can run the story, and if it worked, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So when this happened, Dan Rather lost his job. It was a big deal. CBS was horrified. People involved with CBS were horrified. It destroyed their credibility. Here you have a major news outlet pushing a fake news story. Again, it was only 2000, but the media, the news, didn't play the games that they play now. Even Hollywood, for the most part, 
kind of kept to their business. I mean, when the Dixie Chicks started their George Bush, uh, I'm ashamed by George Bush, I mean, it backfired on them. I mean, they were ostracized. Now, of course, you have the ups and downs, but, but, for the most part, you didn't see what you see today. You didn't see the collusion with the media that you see today. You didn't see the collusion with Hollywood that you see today. You didn't see the collusion of billionaire activists. Rather, it's uh, Zuckerberg or Bezos being involved in aspects of business that controls messaging. We never saw that before. The first taste of it was Rupert Murdoch and Fox. But Rupert Murdoch went out of his way to go, all right, Fox News is this. And it has a conservative slant. But everything else that I got is liberal beyond liberal. Rather, it's Fox TV, you know, the cable channel, with shows like Married with Children, The Simpsons. You know, programming that people didn't look at and go... That's wholesome family entertainment. No. It definitely wasn't entertainment that you would think a right-wing, conservative Fox News creator would own. But we are now in an era where someone like Mark Zuckerberg who is a liberal Democrat activist who also happens to own Facebook, which is a platform to communicate with people, spread information, and control a message. Remember what the Nazis said? Remember what communist regimes say. It's all about controlling the message, controlling the media, controlling the narrative. And that's why places like China and Russia, North Korea, Cuba, I mean, the list goes on. That's why they control the media. That's why they control television and the newspapers and telephones. 
Now you have a Democrat liberal activist who also owns, you have Jeff Bezos, a liberal Democrat activist who owns Amazon, a streaming service, and the Washington Post. And he makes no bones about the Washington Post and their political leanings. So with all of this said, once this article is uh, proven fugazi, because remember, this article is going to be easy to prove fake because it names names. It names places, times, events. So in this article, when it's talking about Trump's uh, lawyer, Michael Cohen, and it says, he was here, he was there, he Well, if Michael Cohen was sitting in a resort in Florida... He was in Palm Beach when he was supposed to be meeting with operatives from the Kremlin in Prague. Well, then guess what? Then there's a problem with this story. There's a big problem. Times when Trump was getting women to perform golden showers... If all of this can be disputed with fact, then there's a big problem with this story. And because we are where we are as it pertains to the media and who controls the media and the fact that Nobody really expects the media to not be partisan. I don't think anything will happen. So when my staff writes, is this the Dan Rather moment for Tapper and Shudo? I have to say no. It should be. It should be. Stayed away from Pizzagate. They stayed away from stories like that because it wasn't real. It was fake. And yet they do a story Off of a story that BuzzFeed posts that says the allegations are unverified and the report contains errors. And what people are saying is this is the stuff that Republican 
Trump hater Rick Wilson and Liz Marr were talking about months ago these Trump bombshells that are going to make grab them by the pussy tapes look like kids play. I mean, the fact that this report, this information has been out here for months, like months, And nobody's done anything about it. I mean, listen. If you're sitting there saying that members of Trump's campaign have been working with Russians and they're funneling money and they're uh, bribing and they're, they're scheming and they're doing all of these things. If this was known four, five, six months ago, how did no one act on it? Listen, if you have Trump surrogates making... If you have Trump being a Russian operative for the last eight years. How has he not been arrested? To me, it seems like they got rickrolled. They got rickrolled. That's what I think. Uh, The... Three people that put this story together, Ken Benzinger, Mark Schufs, and Miriam Elder, somehow they got rickrolled. They got juiced into a article, or they, they got juiced into information. And as that information started to sound credible or plausible, it blinded them, so so it baited them to keep watching, kind of like rickrolling. And then as they kept watching, it wound up being, you know, an ad for whatever. Because there's stuff in this 30-some-odd-page report that has some serious, serious holes in it. And if I was sitting there and I was reading this report, or somebody was telling me this information, and I'm hearing, you know, uh, this operative and that operative and WikiLeaks, I'm going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay, well, well, 
once it got to hookers and golden showers and specifically a bed that Obama once slept in is where I'm like, ah, dude, you just suckered me. What are you doing? You just, you just suckered me into wasting this time here. You just suckered me. You just suckered me. You just suckered me. And when all is said and done, and it comes out that this was all a work, it was a fugazi, nothing's going to happen to Tapper, nothing's going to happen to Shahudo or Perez, and definitely not Bernstein. Because of the whole Watergate thing, uh, Carl Bernstein gets a perpetual pass. So when my staff puts up, did they, uh, are they going to get the Dan Rathers? Tr- no. No. Here's my analogy, and here's what I think just happened. Now let me try to break this down for you. Trump disrupted the entire system so much and so bad, the tippy-tippy top, all the way to the very, very bottom. And just like a disgruntled employee, just like a disgruntled ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, on the way out, they are going to do as much damage possibly can. And that's what I think is happening right now. Because this intel report, this 30-page intel report, was around for months. And I mean months. But it never saw the light of day. Rick Wilson knew about it. Ted Cruz knew about it. Matter of fact, the people that put this together was hired by Republicans who were running against Trump to dig up dirt. The guy was a former British intelligence operative. And he was hired. I kid you not. He was hired by groups and donors supporting Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush, And then once Trump became the nominee, further investigations 
were funded by groups and donors supporting Hillary Clinton. All of this information was out there during the primaries. Why didn't it come up? All of this information was out there during the primaries. And during the primaries, on more than one occasion, Trump talked about Putin. Oh, we get along great. We were on the same program together. People are like, no, you weren't. You were on the same program together, but he was in Russia and you were in New York. You weren't in a green room. What are you talking about? So back then, this report could have came out. Trump talked about Putin back then. This report could have came out then. They could have had a press conference then. I mean, look at the press conferences they did as it pertained to grab him by the pussy. I saw Gloria Elred doing a press conference every six hours. Every six hours, she rolled out another woman. Yes, Donald Trump touched me and he kissed me and it was bad. They could have had a press conference and said, do you all want to know why Donald Trump keeps talking about Vladimir Putin? We'll tell you. His lawyer, Michael Cohen, is going back and forth, blah, blah, blah. He likes girls to urinate on each other. He did, I mean, they, they could have done all of this stuff. After he got the nomination, they could have done this. When it was him going against Hillary. And you had grab him by the pussy. You had the con fan. I mean, you you had controversy after controversy. And never once did this report come out. Why? Why didn't this report come out? Why didn't why didn't this report come out? When millions and millions of people, millions of millions of Democrats, celebrities, the list goes on and on. The who's who of liberal douchebagness. When they were all trying to get the electoral vote count reversed, they were trying to get electors to switch their vote. Why didn't this report come out then? If you're talking about a compelling argument for electors to switch their vote, don't you think a compelling argument would be a uh, 30, what, how many pages is it? Just so I could be accurate. 
Sometimes I get my stones broke. 35-page report talking about Trump being under the influence of the Russians for five years. I said eight years. It's five years. Five years. So for five years, Donald Trump has been being cultivated by the Russians. Really? For five years. So for five years, Trump and the Russians have been talking about the 2016 presidential race. When they're going to run, how they're going to run, the things they're going to do. For five years. If you're trying to get electors to switch their votes, don't you think this 35-page document would have done the trick? Don't you? Don't you think this would have done the trick? Talking about Trump employees like Michael Cohen meeting secretly with Russian officials, exchanging money, things of that nature. Don't you think that would have done the trick for the electors? I mean, again, even if you despise Trump, I get it. You, you, you hate him. You despise him. All of these things. And still, even the hatred might just blind you so much that you can't even look at this with any rational you know, response or outlook. But just think. This information has been out for months and months and months. This didn't just happen a week ago by the intelligence community. It didn't. Okay? Remember that. This has been out since last year. And I know last year is December, but it was out in June, July, August, September, October. So, if this information was out there, just work with me. Why didn't it come out during the primaries? Because it's obvious this is the stuff that Rick Wilson was talking about. Rick Wilson and Liz Mayer. When they would go on all the talk shows and go, there's huge things. There's huge things. Remember, all of this information that was gotten by this uh, this uh, British intelligence gatherer. All of this information, this guy was paid by other Republicans who wanted to take out Trump. 
So why didn't they use that information? Again, again, I will state this. Remember, Trump didn't win the nomination in a clean fashion. Meaning, Trump didn't, you know, get the votes he needed, get the delegates he needed on a Monday, and then it was over. There was talk to the day of the Republican National Convention if delegates were going to flip. I mean, I don't have to remind you of this, right? I don't have to remind you. Please, tell me I don't have to remind you. The drama around the convention was all about delegates flipping. So, All this information was out there, and it was factual information, because that's how CNN is presenting it. CNN is not presenting it as allegations are unverified and the report contains errors. That's not what they're doing. They're talking as if this is legit. This has been verified. They know Trump is sitting in the corner masturbating two girls uh, urinating on each other on a bed that Obama had just slept in, which we'll get to that rickroll moment. We'll, we'll, We'll get to that in a minute. So this story, this information, damning information, Trump's team working with Russia's, why didn't this come out when the Republicans were talking about flipping delegates? Don't you think this would have flipped the delegates? Don't you think this would have flipped delegates? I got to imagine this would have flipped delegates. If up to the day the convention started, there was talk of delegates flipping. Why didn't this report come out then? It was paid and bought for by opponents of Trump. Why wasn't this released to flip those delegates? Again, even if you hate Trump or despise him, you got to say to yourself, all right, Rob does have a good point. I know... I want to believe this stuff. I know this impeachment and I know, 
But he does have a point. If this was legit and it was real, why didn't Ted Cruz pull this out? It was out there. Why didn't John Kasich pull it out? Why didn't Kasich and Cruz pull this out? So, this is out there, but they don't use it, even though they wanted delegates to flip. Okay, so now Trump is the nominee, and according to this report, the Democrats are now in control of the information gatherer. And they don't use this. They don't pull it out. Hillary Clinton doesn't do a mic drop and go, you know what? Yeah, my email server. Uh, yeah, Kuma Abedin. Yeah. All of those things. But I got two words for you. Golden showers. And then she just drops the mic and walks off. And then she comes back and goes, actually, three words. Russian golden showers. Then she walks away. And then everybody goes, what was that? Hillary Clinton just said Russian golden showers. And then there's a big press conference. And somebody goes, we have names, we have dates, we have places. Why didn't that happen? Okay, so it doesn't happen. Because they think Hillary Clinton's got it in the bag. So they go, ah, we don't need to pull that out. We, we don't need to, to destroy the guy. We don't need to make him just be completely just dirt. Just, all right, we don't, we don't need this. So then she loses. So then she loses. And then there's talk. Of flipping the electorate. Having the individuals who represent the electoral college vote are now being urged by Hollywood and every other liberal hipster douchebag flip their vote. And remember, all they need to flip that vote was something like 30 or 40 people. That's all they needed. So with the narrative of Hillary Clinton winning the popular vote being beaten into everybody's head, Hollywood and their cute little videos that they ran urging members of the Electoral College to flip their votes, knowing they only need between 30 and 40, why would this report not have come out. Why would this report not have come out? And again, considering that journalists knew about this report, 
Senators knew about this report. Story says. This has been circulating among elected officials, intelligence agents, and journalists for weeks. For weeks. Well, it was just the other day that they certified the election. So, journalists, elected officials, intelligence agents... They all knew about this when they were trying to flip the Electoral College. Again, wouldn't this justify 30 to 40 people to say, I know I'm supposed to vote for Trump, I'm supposed to pledge my electoral vote, but with this story that just came out and the fact that uh, he has employees that are being paid by the Russian government and he's been being cultivated for over five years by the Soviet Union, I have to pledge my electoral vote to Hillary Clinton. Come on, guys. Come on. All they needed was between 30 and 40. She won the popular vote by almost 3 million. You have a constant barrage of CNN and MSNBC and a host of others hammering that point. You have protests in the street. Wall-to-wall coverage. Hollywood making videos and this information is not used to persuade 30 to 40 people? Come on. Come on, man. I know you hate Trump, you despise Trump, but just try for a minute to suspend that hate. What I just laid out It defies logic, right? It defies logic. And it could only point to one explanation. And that explanation as to why this didn't come out during all those times that I mentioned. It's because it's fake. It's BS. S. And the reason it's out now is because it's the disgruntled girl, the disgruntled guy, the worker, who on their way out, keys your car, calls your work and says that you're a pedophile, put sugar in your gas tank. They are so pissed off. That you rejected them. Or that. You fired them. That they are now going. To do everything in their power. To make you. Never forget. 
And that's what the media and the Democrats are doing now. The media and the Democrats are going, so Trump, you want to try to say that President Obama was born in Kenya? You want to say his birth certificate and his college transcripts aren't real? And you want to play that game? Okay, well, guess what? We're going to outgame you. We're going to out-Trump you. And we're going to make you regret that you ever did that and and that you beat Hillary Clinton and you affected our bottom dollar. So, yeah, you're going to be the president. Kudos. But we are going to F you over so bad and so hard that this Russian golden shower is going to hang over you. It's going to hang over you until we can get you out. And that's what it is. And that's what happened. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to break this down some more. All right? We're going to break this down some more. Don't go away. Be right back in one minute. Man, 
That is my um, That's my Spanish name uh, It is It's my Spanish name Roberto Zicari That is my Spanish name Alright so We are all right, Let me fix my headset here We are talking about the <laughs> we are talking about the um, Trump BuzzFeed story, okay? And exactly what has been done, okay? And I equated it to. That of a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a employee who's been fired or the boyfriend and girlfriend who was just dumped. And on the way out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 